Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Business Of, a show about the people and businesses that make Tucson great. New episodes air every Sunday morning on Arizona Lotus Corp stations. I'm your host, Melissa Rossiano, Communications and Marketing Manager of the Tucson Metro Chamber. The Tucson Metro Chamber is the voice of business for our region, and we boldly advocate for a stronger business environment and a prosperous community. Today, we have our repeat guest. You might recognize him from last week. It is Zach. Zach is back. How are you, Zach? Zach is back. Good morning, Melissa. And am I allowed to do this? If it doesn't get deleted out, I'm allowed to do this. What? As we record, it's uh-huh. your birthday. Oh, my God. Melissa, yes. happy birthday <laughs> to you. Yay. Yes, it is my birthday. I am 31 years young. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a good one. Thank you. Yes, thank you for that. It's been a great day so far. Lots of activities planned later, so. <laughs> As it should be. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming into work today, Melissa. Uh, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's not work, right? If you enjoy it, that's, what, that's what the kids say, right? <laughs> thank you again. Um, but today for our discussion, it's going to be similar to last week's dis- discussion. However, for today, we're talking about Prop 402. Um, this particular proposition, I mean, it's it'll, it should be interesting to everyone in the Tucson region. However, in particular to folks living in the Vale area. Um, so because we have Zach here, um, you know, Zach, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in just a minute in case we have any new listeners and aren't familiar with you. But Zach is here. He's going to fill us in on what this proposition is, why you all should care, how it impacts our community. And hopefully we can have a discussion about this proposition um, that's kind of in layman's terms, um, help all of our listeners um understand what this is about. So Zach, go ahead, introduce yourself. Super, sure. So um, for anyone who hasn't heard me or met me yet, um, as you mentioned, Melissa, my name is Zach Yenser. I'm the Vice President of Business Advocacy uh, for the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce. Uh, And one of the reasons we want to talk about this, on its own, it's a really important topic, Uh, but the Tucson Metro Chamber Board of Directors just voted unanimously uh, to support Proposition 402. Uh, it's a measure allowing Vail residents to incorporate um, as its own jurisdiction. Um, and this isn't the first time um, that residents in Vail have tried to incorporate. The most recent uh, attempt was back in uh, 2013. And so about 10 years on, they're back at the table for a third time this November um, to allow residents to decide whether this currently unincorporated uh, area south of Tucson should be allowed to incorporate. And there's a lot of really good reasons um, for that uh, and why the chamber is endorsing it. But mm-hmm. um, that's what we're talking about, Prop 402. Great. So when I was reading the proposition, uh, I the way I put it in my head, and I don't know if this would help anyone else listening out there, but if you were to kind of put in a format of what this proposition is. So think of Vail, and correct me if I'm wrong, Zach. Think of Vail as being part of a really big family. Um, That family would be Tucson, would be Pima County, would be the whole Tucson area. Vail is growing up. They're getting bigger. They, they, uh, you know, they're expanding and they, they want to spread their wings, so to speak. So now, 
you know, they're trying to leave the home and kind of build their own home and community. Would you kind of say it's sort of like that, sort of like a a kid leaving the nest, so to speak? (laughs) It certainly is. And um, as I mentioned, there this is the third time that this has been on the table. And there's certainly some residents who believe that it's time to spread wings. And there are some who, of course, um, like it the way it is. Mm-hmm. And, and the chamber, uh, along with the Vail Chamber of Commerce um, and many other uh, organizations around the community, uh, really do see Vail at this critical point. It's about 20,000 people now. And wow, that's a lot it's, it's more. A, one of the fastest growing communities yeah. in Pima County. And as you grow to that size, there starts to be big decisions around infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, around local control, around the ability for those most local to that area to have the ability to make decisions for the future. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, Vail doesn't really have any of that. Mm-hmm. When we were sitting down with our public policy council, those who are in the area said, we need better infrastructure. Right now, we depend on Pima County or Tucson to mm-hmm. do that. As the Regional Transportation Authority, is starting to come back to the table in the next uh, couple of years for reauthorization. There's just some really important big decisions mm-hmm. that are, we think, best made by people who can make those decisions. So a couple of examples, we can we can get into both. Um, but there is a ton of math, we won't get into it today, mm-hmm. around what's called state shared revenue. Mm-hmm. And state shared revenue is uh, only goes to incorporated cities and towns. Mm-hmm. So at least a few years ago, and and I tried to find these numbers before I hopped on today, and I couldn't. So maybe we'll have to circle back to this, mm-hmm. Melissa. But for example, Maricopa County is about ninety five percent incorporated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pima County is considerably less than that. Yeah, and so we miss out on state shared revenue, right? Mm-hmm. All the taxes get collected; they go up to the state capital, and mm-hmm. then those get dispersed according to some math. Mm-hmm. Vale doesn't get that, and Mm -hmm. Pima County doesn't get that. So we are literally leaving dollars on the table. Thank you. If I can interrupt really quick, thank you for actually saying that and explaining that because I, just being a Tucson resident myself and being here for over a decade, I've heard a lot of residents complain about just that, you know, like, oh, you know, Phoenix gets all the money. Well, that's a perfect explanation why. Well, there's that, a reason. There is a reason. It's not magic. Yeah. It's not some conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, 10 people in a smoke-filled room just deciding they don't like Pima County. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which, honestly, I think a lot of residents might honestly think that. Like, oh, they just hate us. No, there's a reason. Yeah. In, in this case, there's a reason. Yeah, there, yeah. there may be other things <laughs> where there's less of a reason, you know, but there's... You know, uh, num- there's math based on the number of people. Mm-hmm. There's math based on uh, highway user um, uh, revenue. It's, like, it's called HERF, Highway User Revenue Fund. They measure all this, how many people are driving, gas, mm-hmm. population, um, and all that uh, really adds up to today uh, an estimated $10 million that is not currently allocated um, to, to Pima County. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention sales tax dollars that are locally collected would stay within the incorporated boundaries. And then I'll say real quick, um, Melissa, too, another piece that's interesting is I was looking at the memo today from the Pima County Board of Supervisors. If the, vote, if the voters in Vail pass this on November 7th, within a matter of hours, 
uh, Pima County is going to review applications mm -hmm. for seven council members mm -hmm. for this newly incorporated town. Yeah. And so right now they are represented by Supervisor Christie, mm -hmm. right? And on the Board of Supervisors, but there's no city or town representation. Yeah. And so not only do you have these dollars coming in, but you will soon have people from Vail mm -hmm. getting to make the decisions first as appointees and then voted. Um, they're going to get to make the decisions on what happens in their town. Yeah. So for those of you listening, um, essentially what Zach is saying, like Vail would be their own city. They would have their own mayor. They would have their own council. Um you know, just like all the other cities, it'd be very similar if you were to kind of compare it to the structure of the Phoenix metropolis area. You know, you have like Gilbert and Chandler it'd kind of be sort of the same dynamic. So earlier, if I can, you know, jump back a little bit, you had mentioned that Vail has tried passing this proposition three, a total of three times. Um, and I don't know if you can answer this because you are uh, new to the chamber just like I am. Uh, however, has the chamber uh, been involved in those other two uh, propositions or backing them at all? That's a great question and an unscripted one. Yeah, um, I know. Sorry. It, it, I just, that's okay. I just threw a curveball. That's okay. It's a great question. <laughs> it's my birthday. Um, I can do whatever I want. You can do what you want. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Uh, and I, I say it's unscripted because we could find out in a matter of 60 seconds. Yeah. Just not uh, live on the air at, at, at this moment. But um, it's interesting, though, that you ask. Um, because even this time, um, our public policy council and our board said, hey, this is a veil issue. Mm -hmm. um, does the Tucson Metro really have uh, a reason to get involved in this? Mm -hmm. And we eventually said yes. We were closely partnered with the, with, uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Vail. Um, but we said, look, number one, um, there's that word metro in our name. Mm -hmm. We're really, we are engaged at a metro level. Um, the other is that this proposition ladders up to our public policy agenda priorities around land use, transportation, infrastructure, economic development. And, and so we totally saw a lane for us to advocate um, at our regional level in this way. Mm -hmm. And we're very involved this time around and we hope it passes. Yeah. it. I mean, just from being able to sit in in some of those conversations, um, I, I think it's great. I mean, for those of you that have not seen um, the formal Tucson Metro Chamber press release that is actually on our website, um, so you can check that out. Um, if you are not signed up to get notifications, you can do that on the website, too, uh, for those press releases. But I don't know if this has been mentioned in some of these public policy meetings that we've been having, but how would that $10 million in state shared revenue be used if Vail is incorporated? What are some things that they're hoping? I know you mentioned a little bit about infrastructure maybe being an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a great question. And uh, the leaders who are behind this expect that um, by the time that they have to start paying for fire and police, um, they'll have about eight or $9 million bankrolled. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I anticipate um, and maybe, you know, over the next few weeks, Melissa, maybe it's worth a while to also get some of the organizers too, um, to get, to get their point of view. Cause I think that would be an interesting conversation, but when they've talked to us, they've shared, um, that they're going to get to kind of save some of this up because not right away, but over time mm -hmm. they will have to start supporting some of their own services as a city or town. Mm -hmm. So 
I think a lot of it in the beginning is going to be it's going to be saved, mm-hmm. and and then, um, of course, if there are any other taxes raised, those have to be approved mm-hmm. by Vail voters. Mm-hmm. Some of the concerns of those who are against Prop Four too um, is that this adds extra layers and more taxes, and um, and and that extra tax piece isn't isn't true. Yeah, uh, and I think that's important. That's important to note. Okay, good. I, and I actually, I was going to ask you that same thing because I know you had mentioned earlier that there are Vail residents that aren't in support of this, and um, you know, specifically for the residents who maybe are undecided about this proposition, how would you respond to them? How would you engage with them and and kind of give them a different perspective? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I approach that question humbly. I'm not a resident of Vail, mm-hmm. you know, and so never, ever, you know, want to be the voice from on high, mm-hmm. you know, who <laughs> says, I don't live there, but I know what should happen. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, I think the point of view of those who are advocating for forward to certainly mm-hmm. how the chamber views this is, is many of those who are against this say, look, I moved to Vail 20 years ago. I wanted a more rural lifestyle. Um, I I wanted to be away from it all. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that this is going to accelerate the pace of change. Mm -hmm. And I certainly understand that, Mm -hmm. that point of view. Um, But I think like so often happens in Tucson, in the Tucson area, Mm -hmm. we always underestimate our growth. Yeah. We always think it won't happen to us. Mm -hmm. And it always happens to us. And I'm air quoting, you know, because only two other people can see. But it always does. Yeah. And so I, I always lean on the side of how can I have more of a say mm-hmm. over what happens? Mm-hmm. Right? If the question is not if, mm-hmm. but when, yeah. how can I be in a position to have more dollars to shape what I want to see, to elect local leaders who will make that happen for me, to have more of control of my destiny? Um, a lot of, again, uh, folks who we listen to who are for this say that we're just not seeing the infrastructure between Tucson and Vail like we need, the transportation infrastructure. There are folks in Vail who will say, depending on the time of day, it'll take me 30 minutes to go a very short period of time out of Vail because yeah. it's bottlenecked, mm-hmm. right? And this is Vail, yeah. right? A community that many people move to to get away from that, but yeah. it's here. It it happens. I get caught but in it here. all the time that when I'm there visiting so friends. Know. Yeah, and, and so to have the opportunity to smartly shape what that looks like, to maintain what folks love of, about Vale, and make sure that as inevitable growth happens, that it's done well, and it's mm-hmm. not further levels of government making those decisions for you. Yeah, and I think you can agree with this sentiment, Zach, that you know, the the chamber, its role in this, you know, like its role in, in any other uh, position is really to be that that bridge and that advocate. And we always welcome folks from these areas to come in and to talk to us, be part of the chamber, be part of those uh, policy discussions. Um, you know, this we don't just invite these elected officials. You know, we want people from the community. We want those business owners. Um, so we welcome folks to come in and share their concerns, their their frustrations, um, and we will be that advocate for you. Uh, that That is literally our job. That is why we are here, and we are grateful to do it. Um, but like Zach said, we obviously we don't want to be that, that 
you know, person, so to speak, that kind of comes in and acts like, oh, we we don't even live here, but we know what's best. Um, that is why we invite people in, because mm-hmm. we we understand that. We know we don't always know best, and we genuinely want to hear from the people that actually, you know, this is actually impacting on a regular basis. So It's such a great point, Melissa, and you hinted at it, but just so our listeners know, and certainly our members know, um, we have a public policy council mm-hmm. that is very stringent in its guidelines around it being representative of our membership as a whole. Mm -hmm. In other words, we have members who are with land use and development. We have members who are grocers and restaurateurs and they run roofing companies. And I mean, it is is a diversity of members. Mm -hmm. And so we basically say, you know, okay, so what percentage of our members are in the banking industry, for example? Okay, it's this percentage, well then there's this many seats on the Public Policy Mm -hmm. Council. We'll get into more details than that, but it's a representative body mm-hmm. of very diverse interests. They, um, and through the staff support, will look at an issue like this. And like you said, we will have the for and against come in mm-hmm. um, as long as they accept our invitation. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, we provide information that we can find on why to be for or against. And mm-hmm. we deep dive. Um, it's not just carte blanche. Um, and many of our issues are... Um, the subject of healthy conversation. Yeah, Those are fun rooms to be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not a rubber stamping room. It is a very vigorous conversation. Um, but anyway, when we go to the board with a recommendation, it comes out of that process. Mm-hmm. A- and so anything you hear t- here today comes out of many weeks and hours of really conversation and deep diving, understanding these issues. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Melissa. And, and I want our members to know too, how we get here, it's not just you and me in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's a lot of people yeah. around the table. Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, we understand. I mean, we're Tucson residents. We understand that our community and the just metro area as a whole is very diverse. So when you have diversity, you are going to have difference of opinions um, and everyone has their own life and perspective. And it would just be incredibly irresponsible of us if we didn't incorporate folks in the, those conversations. Um, so uh, I see we, what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Melissa is very much about incorporating people into conversations that are about incorporation. But I'll be here all week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't because it's your birthday. No, I won't. I am out of here. <laughs> Happy birthday, Melissa. Thank you. Um, awesome. So uh, one last time, if you just joined in, Zach, can you, and this is a little unscripted, but I, you kind of already mentioned, can you just briefly, one sentence, kind of, we, we are backing it. So can you kind of uh, give a brief little se- segment statement to folks about maybe why they should consider voting for Prop 402. Yep. Yeah, a vote yes for Prop 402 will again be a vote for incorporating um, as its own jurisdiction. Um, As a chamber focused on driving forward public policy that supports a strong region, um, we see this as an opportunity for Vail residents to make decisions around priorities like land use, transportation infrastructure, economic development, and really have um, a vision and a voice um, for the, their own destiny um, as Vail residents. And as, you know, the chamber, we love, you know, we love giving people a voice. We love being the voice. So this hopefully 
will provide folks with a little bit more autonomy. Um, but that is ultimately what it's doing. It is giving you a voice. You get to decide what is happening in your own community um, rather than just being told what is happening. So before we go for today, uh, Zach, can you let some folks know uh, what are some resources available for them to kind of deep dive on their own on this proposition? For sure. Um, that is a great question. So um, the if you're a Tucson Chamber member, mm-hmm. please stay tuned. You can go on our website, as mm-hmm. you already um, mentioned, uh, Melissa. Um, research uh, informvailaz.com. Uh, is the group that is against this. Uh, and if you search yes on Prop 402 mm-hmm. uh, in Vail, you will see the um, website of the organizers who mm-hmm. are for it. Mm-hmm. And so if you would like to do your own research, um, you can do that as well. Um, if you are a registered voter, you should have already received your voter guide, mm-hmm. all pointing you towards November 7th, yes, which is voting day. Go vote. Go vote. And uh, early ballots are are soon to drop, mm-hmm. are soon to drop, so. Yeah. So in the same breath of voting, um, we did have an event. When was it, last week I, or the week before? It was I, last week. Yeah, so it for those of you that aren't aware, uh, the chamber, um, along with other members of the uh Tucson Business Alliance, they hosted a mayoral candidate forum. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, Zach, do you want to go ahead and maybe explain some key points that they sure. discussed? Sure. Yes, and this was for the city of Tucson mm-hmm. election, also November 7th. Uh, if you live in the city of Tucson, you will be voting on three council members and the mayoral seat. Um, and so it's kind of staggered. Every couple of years, there's either four or three mm-hmm. up for election. This is one of the years where the mayor and then wards one, two, and four mm-hmm. are up for election. So if you live in any of those areas, um, hopefully you're paying attention. And I guess this is a really cool moment to also plug. If you have not had a chance to listen to the candidates talk about issues, the chamber actually interviewed almost every single one of them a few months ago. And you can go on our website today. And you can listen to those one-on-one interviews. They're 18 to 25 minutes long on average, mm-hmm. pretty bite-sized. And you can hear from the candidates their own words and answers to questions that we asked. But yes, last week there was a mayoral forum hosted by the Tucson Business Alliance. And, you know, at the chamber, we've really started to say that Tucson is the old Pueblo facing new big city challenges. Mm-hmm. And... By the data, there's a number of issues that we have seen a massive shift in the last five years, Uh, a a massive increase in homelessness. Um, The fentanyl crisis is a crisis. I don't use the word crisis unless I actually think it is Mm because I think it's overused, but this is a crisis. We've seen housing costs spike over the last few years. Mm -hmm. We've seen Tucson be one of the areas that recovered the slowest in the state from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. There's obviously many awesome things about Tucson. That's why all of us are here. The chamber is a champion, but we also want to curate conversation around what do we do about homelessness? What do we mm-hmm. do about fentanyl? What do we do about uh, the housing shortage? What do we do about broadband access? What do we do about keeping talent here? What do we do about economic development? And those are all the questions 
that were asked mm-hmm. um, of all the candidates. And so I know we don't have time to get into all the answers today. Maybe that should that should be a show. Yeah. But for those of you who um, don't need our spark notes, um, you should be able in the next couple of days to go on Facebook, to go on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And certainly if you're a member, you'll receive it in email. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sponsor, Cox Communications, shout out Cox, uh, recorded that debate and mm-hmm. you can watch it back yourself. It's about an hour and a half mm-hmm. and really good information. I think it did its job. It showcased who the candidates are. We had the incumbent Democratic Regina Romero. Mm-hmm. We had um, the independent challenger at Ackerley. We had the Republican challenger, uh, Janet J.L. Uh, Wittenbreaker. And they got time to really get into their, their perspective, um, their perspective on the issues surrounding some of those challenges so Mm -hmm. it was a it was an interesting event yeah and for uh those folks who maybe didn't attend the forum um this isn't it wasn't a debate um Mm -hmm. you know i i think some folks thought it would be but it wasn't it was you know it was very to the point great questions about all those topics and um you know all the all the candidates just gave their straight answers um so not a debate so if you know that's not your thing don't worry feel free to still watch that video um but yes we just got it and that will be up on our website soon um and you for our members should be getting it in our email um but yeah i think that's a good idea we should do that as a next we should because there were a few things that stood out to me yeah i won't you know repeat myself but because i think i shared my highlights but we should do a show on that yeah if you're listening and you think that would be interesting they just email you, Melissa? or Yeah, they can email me um, or uh, they can uh, go onto our website. And if you actually click on the Business of tab, it will give you a link that you can actually uh, email to us. I should get it. Um, but yeah, I would love that. Or honestly, you can contact us via social media. Yeah. You know, we're, we're pretty, we try to be active on there. So if you have topics that you want to hear about, let us hear it. We're actually going to be planning our, well, we just had a planning session, Zach and I, about some of the topics we want for the remainder of the year. But for 2024, we're going to be, you know, planning that very shortly. So we'll take all all the feedback. Well, the chamber is just involved in so many issues from public safety, housing, workforce development, land use, transportation, if I didn't say that already. Mm-hmm. We really are heavily involved day to day on so many things. And if you're listening and you're like, I'd love to hear a guest on this. I'd love to hear a member on this. I'd love Zach and Melissa to riff on this. Tell me about your work on this. Yeah, send it, send it our way. And, and that's, what we're, that's, that's what this time is here to do. So Yeah, good idea. Um, well, that is all the time we have for today. But before we go, I would like to remind everyone to check out our website, tucsonchamber.org. That is where you can uh, maybe submit some ideas for episodes, um, or you can check out latest events. Um, Our upcoming one is Chamber Exchange. It's a networking happy hour for this Chamber Exchange. It's going to be hosted at the Eddie Hotel Tucson. Um, It's a new hotel. Uh, It is. I just looked up the photos. I actually would drive past it so much and I thought they were just really nice apartment complex. No, they it's a hotel. It's beautiful. So uh, yeah, that is happening on October 11th. It is a members only event and it is free for members. However, um, if you are not a member yet, please go on our website and you can get more info on how to join so you can attend some of these awesome events where you can 
network, meet other business owners, um, you know, just get feedback and share your business uh, and just, you know, keep supporting the business community. So moving on, you can also listen to past episodes of The Business Of on our website, subscribe to our podcast, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Chamber of Commerce day.